unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today, man? Hey, Nathan, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm excited for today's show. I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners, but uh, I'm super excited about today's show. Well, we could call it the keys to the kingdom, but we're going to call it a super successful Facebook campaign. Because the question, how do you make Facebook actually work, is becoming an increasingly urgent question for copywriters and marketers across all niches all sizes of business, probably all countries, certainly this one. We have one very good answer for you today to the question, how do you make Facebook work? With our special guest, Sam Carlson. Sam's an online traffic and conversion guy with a specialization in local business marketing. His agency is called 25th West, and Sam and his team use digital marketing strategies to grow private medical practices. Now, Facebook likes what Sam's company did so much that they featured 25th West on their Facebook business page as a case study. Okay, get this. They didn't put them in Facebook jail. They didn't shut down their account. They featured them on their Facebook business page. So notice the distinction. And we're going to talk about that today as well as a whole lot more. Sam is a co-host of the Next Level Facebook Ads podcast, and I highly recommend that one. And furthermore, I recommend this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Now, writing ads and creating campaigns on Facebook. I've done some of it. It's not the main thing I do, but just from my limited experience and from listening to all my friends, colleagues, clients, and enemies, it seems to me that being forced to write on Facebook writing ads on Facebook is like being forced to write while wearing handcuffs with a special pen that runs out of ink when you try and write certain words. That is, there are restrictions for most ad writers, especially direct response copywriters, and these restrictions run counter to the way we're used to writing ads. Yet, Sam, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you. You found a way to make it work so much that not only is your client happy, but you won an award for your campaign from Facebook. We'll get to the campaign in a minute, okay? But first, please talk to us about the right mindset for winning on Facebook. I don't mean winning awards necessarily. I just mean having a winning campaign and getting profitable business out of the funnel that starts on Facebook. Also, could you talk? somewhat about the techniques you use and, this is super important, the techniques you avoid using. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for being, thanks for letting me be on the podcast. I'm super honored to be here. Uh, as you said, you were on my podcast. We had a great time. Uh, I've been listening to the copywriters podcast for a while and uh, I always love the cool stuff you guys share on here too. So I promise here's one thing I promise. I will hold nothing back. I'll share everything you guys want to know. And we'll pull back the curtain on uh, not only this campaign, but even some of the strategies that we use when we're running campaigns. So the big question, and you kind of led into it, was, you know, if you're a direct response copywriter and you want to run ads or you want to write direct copy, direct response copy on Facebook, those two things, do they're kind of like oil and water a little bit, right? So it really comes down to how do you make them, you know, how do you make them work together? Yeah. Right. And and it is, it's an absolute mind shift um, change because a lot of times in direct response copywriting, we're trying to take somebody from where, wherever that they're at in the buyer spectrum to taking their response, whether that's a lead, a purchase, whatever it is. Exactly. And in this case, we're thinking more in the courtship. You know, we're, we're thinking more in phasing it into, we're thinking it more into like, how can we first identify and then value and then convert, right? So instead of like going straight for the kill or instead of, you know, uh, if you go to our podcast, we did a, we, our first episode was about this actually, instead of walking into the bar and asking the girl for, for her phone number and, you know, let's go home, kill. You got to get to know each other a little bit. You right. got to put some stuff out there. You got to test the waters. And the mindset for Facebook is more of a, let me put my content and my value out there first, and then engage and convert the people that show interest. Oh, that's really good. Is that a longer cycle sell? Or is it just a matter of which foot you put first forward? Yeah, that's a good question. So everybody, they they do want an expectation of how long that lasts. Okay. And every market is different. So local, so you said, you know, my skill set is really in local advertising and it is like the strategies that you use locally. And then the ones they might use in e-commerce and nationwide are very different. Right. Um, So when you go into an audience, you, you do to accelerate that beginning process as much as you can. But at the same time, you can't cheapen your positioning. You can't cheapen. There's a lot of things that you, that business owners instinctually want to do, meaning they want to make the sales quickly as possible. But if you do that long-term is really bad for you. Like don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. Okay. And so that process Usually we're taking about 45 to 60 days to really build, you know, the right amount of digital assets. Okay. In this case, an audience um, or other things like that, building that for about 45 to 60 days. And then after that, layering in that conversion objective. Sometimes we can, we can do that faster and with budget, we can accelerate that as well. Okay. Um, but it is a little nuanced to every location and every clinic we go or every practice we go in. Okay. So again, we understand you're just working with the local private medical practice uh, niche. And in that niche, let's say you started a campaign right after Labor Day. 
So that might be September 1st, September 5th, September 7th. I don't know when Labor Day is this year. And, <laughs> and then it really wouldn't be until the beginning of November that you'd start to reach out for leads. Is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah. And it, it, that's, that's generally the idea, but, and what you'll find out in when we start, when we do jump into this particular case study is we actually accelerated that a lot faster. Right. Um, but generally speaking, I mean, with these, with the, and you can't go into a, a local area with the amount of huge budget that the, these e-commerce places do. We're not spending a thousand dollars a day. That's not going to happen. Right. Right. You'd just be wasting your money. Um, so some of that depends on how quickly can you find your audience and then grow, like just basically accelerate that down the line. So you're really only talking to as qualified a individual as possible. Okay. So I think a lot of the people listening to this call either have national or international businesses like supplements or right. info products, or they sell consulting services. Right. Um, and there are a lot of other people too. We have a pretty diverse audience. Um, for them, is it usually faster, slower, same amount of time, or is it just all over the board? And do they need to listen to your podcast to listen to find out? <laughs> well, there's the short answer. Uh, no, I mean, the, the bigger, the, the bigger, the audience and the more money you have, the quicker you can get there. Okay. Right. And you can really scale that ad spend with the right size audience. But for example, I live in Boise, Idaho. Okay. okay. And in Boise, Idaho, in the metropolitan area for a local business, you're not going to go the entire metropolitan area either, depending on what, you know, what service they're providing. Sure. And so you might only have 150,000 people. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're spending 2000, there's, there's uh, fellows I know that spend 30 grand a day on a campaign. You couldn't do that with a local campaign, right? So uh, the reality is, is yes, if you have a bigger audience and a bigger budget, man, you can scale. That's the beauty of Facebook, right? As much as you want, as much as we, you know, love to hate it at the same time, it gives you a scalability that not a lot of uh, vehicles, pipelines allow us. All right. That, that, that's great. And, and um, yeah, I really appreciate what you said about the mindset. So let's talk about your campaign. Could you just sort of lay out the police report facts? And then could you, um, you know, this, you know, this happened in this order and, yeah. and here's how, why and all that. And, and then maybe talk about the numbers. Yeah. So the interesting thing about um, this campaign was this was actually a startup clinic, like a brand new clinic, which I oh, wow. never do. I do not do that because there's too many unprovens on the back end, right? However, yeah. the the owner in this in this case was a a previous client, and he'd done extremely well in his clinic. And he said, "Sam, hey, I'm opening up a new wait, clinic." Wait, 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 wait a second. Yeah. There's too many unknowns in the back end. Do you mean like you don't know what the quality of service is going to be? You don't know yes. if you're going to get paid or not? Those things. Well, there's, there's no use in sending, putting a whole bunch of water into a bucket that's got holes in it. Okay. Right? And a lot of times, so local businesses, a lot of them are making that digital shift. And so their previous experience is, Hey, I get business doing, I don't know, uh, trade shows or going like direct, going directly and doing these things. And when you introduce a digital, like, uh, 
pipeline into their into their business, mm-hmm. it's a whole new beast. It's a fire hose, right? It's exactly right. And so there's nothing more frustrating. And I mean, you guys, you've worked with um, folks that do all online marketing quite a bit. There's nothing more frustrating than sending, you know, a good flow of new opportunities to a business only to see it squandered. And it's not because they want to, or they're irresponsible. It's just because they don't know the difference, right? They don't understand it. They don't have experience with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But in this case, you didn't have to worry about that because you'd, yeah. you'd worked with this guy before you knew him and felt he was a, a solid provider and all those things. Right. Yeah. He, I mean, he was a proven commodity. This, when it comes to uh, the fall reporting his stats, like he knows if, if we put in a, a unit of whatever it is, he knows how to follow up with it. So in this case, I was okay with it. And actually, I think in the last two years, it's probably the only startup I've done is just this one. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of the backdrop is he came to us and he said, Hey, we're starting up a new clinic. And it was, it's a, it was a satellite clinic. It was a clinic about uh, 20 miles away from his existing clinic. So I said, okay, you're going to be involved. You're going to train. We can do this. Cool. And so when we went in, he understands the strategy and the strategy is, Hey, we're going to do a lot of blending. Okay. We're going to do a lot of testing and really it's first building that awareness. When you go in, in, in cold to a new place, nobody knows where you're at, what you do, who you are. They don't have that reticular activator going and say, Oh yeah, it's that place. You know, uh-huh. you got some groundwork to lay. Okay. And so you shouldn't expect to go in and start making sales out of the gate. Okay. Right. And most, most folks, when they talk again, these local businesses, they are used to doing something and having it bring in a result quickly. Okay. And so with him, we just said, Hey, we're going to build the, the foundation first. And once we've done that and it's, a, it's at an acceptable level, then we can start stacking on the conversions, but not until we have like data that says, Hey, yeah, we're getting people to watch our videos to do all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and I actually have uh, a formula for this and it's, it's, you'll, you might, uh, I don't know what you'll think about this. I'm actually kind of curious. I came up with a formula that I call brand response marketing, which is an ends branding that gets response. Okay. Not direct response, but brand response. Okay. Because to me, it's kind of, it's kind of how the communication, the platform of Facebook works is branding first, then response. Okay. Okay. And so with him and, and with, in this case study, uh, you know, specifically, that's what we did. Okay. And so the first step was that brand awareness. Okay. And actually, uh, I'm sure you'll have the link to the case study in the show notes. Is that right? It actually shows the, the objectives that we use in the order we use them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we did that, that brand awareness first. Now this was when we started this about 18 months ago, when they, when we started that, um, business. Mm-hmm. And we were really doing uh, tours of the clinic, um, thing I call watch me do videos, uh, just video content in general, like just really awareness, not making any offers, just showing people how we solve, you know, uh, and this was a chiropractor. So how we solve uh, disc herniations and bulging discs and neck pain and all those kind of things. Right. Yeah. And we just layered that in really thick for the first about 45 days or so, right? Maybe it wasn't that long. Maybe it was about 30. Okay. And so that's kind of was the first stage. 
And what was great about this place was those videos, we had a couple of videos that really just took off. Okay. Um, and that doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? If you, if you're able to accelerate those audiences and if you've got, if you've got videos on Facebook that show in essence, a virality, now they're not viral, but they show virality, meaning your audience actually likes them. Okay. They share them, they comment on them, whatever it is. It might not be a Kardashian video or, or, you know, a fancy cat video, but to a specific, a specific niche inside the whole area, it's engaging enough for them to, you know, show that they like it. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that formula sounds pretty good. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. I guess most direct marketers try to um, sort of get brand awareness so the way yeah. you're describing it in the first five or six paragraphs or the first two minutes. And uh, that's really not how uh, the human emotional system generally works. Uh, the way you're talking about it does. I don't know if it takes 45 minutes, but if you already know what a chiropractor is and you already yeah. know, you know, your neighborhood and, and, and uh, you, you like the idea and you, you see this stuff. I, I can see how 45 days and lots of, lots of familiarization stuff would work really well. So it sounds really good. So what, what kind of results? Let's fast forward to the execution of the response part. And yeah. So, so the next, the next phase of it was starting to layer in the lead gen objective. And that's actually the objective that as that's what it's called in, in Facebook ads manager is lead gen. Mm -hmm. Right. And the reason we chose lead gen was two reasons. One, it was time to start generating leads. And then two, you can, so this might get a little nerdy. I'll try and stay a little bit out of the weeds, but we got to tell some cool stuff, I guess. Right. Um, just by opening up the lead form, we continue to grow that engaged audience. Even if they don't take the, the offer that we're making, just by opening up the lead form, then we get a, a measurable engagement. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so if we're doing our video stuff, and all that brand response stuff. And then we're layering this next aspect in, we want to continue to build that audience. The, the size of that audience is critical to our performance, right? So, so we, want to, we, want to, we don't want to sacrifice one for the sake of the other. So we just blend the two, all right? And so once we did that, we started getting, actually our initial numbers were about $10 a lead, right around there. Mm, okay. Which was which for a local campaign, our local campaign, that's really good, right? And for this particular uh, niche profile is really good. Once we did that, okay, so we're now we're in, we've gone from stage one, 
to stage two and then stage two, we're kind of blending, you know, the two things. Yeah. In stage three, we go to conversions. Okay. And we actually layer in a conversion objective and really start hitting the conversion side as hard as possible. And at the same time doing that object or that engagement side. Okay, good. And um, when, when you finally got the machine totally running and coordinated and synced and everything, what was your cost per lead cost per conversion? How many do you get? What percentages, what, what's sort of the bottom line numbers there? Well, so the bottom line, the number, the, the bottom line that people care about is we went in when they started doing this study. Well, in five months, we went from zero visits to 250 weekly visits for this clinic. Wow. Their numbers. And what's interesting, that case study, like, I don't, we don't actually have that data. That's the data that they, from their attributions. So what we were tracking might've been different from what they were tracking, but they have all these sorts of fancy ways of reporting, right? So for us on our end, we're like, okay, how many new patients? What is the cost? We were averaging lead costs around 10 bucks, okay? And they were converting 70% of those leads into appointments and then 70% of those appointments into patients. So my, my back to the envelope math is 22, 25 bucks a patient. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure after maybe even the first visit is, is free or it's a free consult, I'm sure he's profiting more than $25 by oh, the yeah. second, second visit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's, he's average patient value of about 2000 bucks. Now, what did it take to get to that point? In other words, how much money was invested in the, in the branding part? That's a good question. Um, we were spending about $2,000 uh, a month just on the branding side. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when we layered in the, um, when we layered in lead objectives, we started out with, and really at the end of the day, if we're, if it's how much can we spend is really what it comes down to. And I think, so we didn't plow through the audience so quickly and blow out our offer real quickly. I think we were doing about $1,500 a month in uh, the response side. Oh, okay. And, and again, how many months did it take before he's getting it's six months and he's got 250 a week? Uh, five months. Five months. I mean, he's got to be thrilled. I can see why Facebook liked it. it you yeah. know, Facebook liked it because you spent a long time. You weren't in a hurry and, and you're probably going to keep spending money with them forever now. Right. Well, and that's what they want to see. You know, at the end of the day, the reason Facebook has, has the things that it has or the, 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 the issues and the problems it has is because they're real. They have to, there's this tightrope that they have to walk. They got to make money. And at the same time, they have to make it so people don't hate coming on the platform, right? And so if all it was was just, you know, spammy ads all the time, it's going to get really annoying to people. So you got to really make it valuable and interesting and engaging and all that for them. And, you know, it just, it just works in your favor if you do it right. I, I got to tell you, if someone from Facebook is watching this, they got to hire you. And I'll tell you why. It's not, <laughs> it's not because you're so pro-Facebook. because you're obviously willing to talk about some of the downsides too. It's because I've, again, I'm not a Facebook expert. I talk to a lot of people. I hear a lot of people. This is the first time 
I've heard in, in a clear, organized, logical, sensible way how to do it and what it takes and, yeah. you know, what, what the environment's like. I mean, of course, you also spend a lot of time talking about this on your podcast. And you probably do other things, coaching and consulting and whatnot, but and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But I, I just, I just want to point out, you, you sort of cracked the mystery. Nathan, you, you have a lot of thoughts about Facebook. Why don't you uh, pitch and ask or comment what you'd like to say? Uh, I just had one major question, and this is something that plagues most Facebook advertisers, and that's the targeting. You were talking about you hit people with the with the engagement post, and then you hit people with the leads ad, and then you hit people with the conversion. Um, the The targeting for each step, did you when you went to the lead and when you went to the conversion, were you targeting the same group of people, or were you only targeting people that engaged? How did that work for each step? What was different about each step as far as targeting goes? So, so in, in theory, um, the, what I've explained, like if somebody were to just listen to this and say, oh, I'm going to go do that, you could, in theory, create a strategy where you could go do that. Okay, we just engage uh, people that watch the video or whatever. But the problem in practice is Facebook works because of data. And data comes when you have a large group of people. Okay? so. How we do it, the technical way, is when we start, we're very broad. Like we're just demographics. Okay, it's pretty open targeting, right? We want to get, um, de- depending on the location, a ten mile radius around the location is about pretty boilerplate for us. Okay, and that's where we start. Um, and so that part's really pretty easy. Okay, it's just and whether you're doing an engagement campaign, a video views campaign. Um, whatever you're doing there, it's it's fairly straightforward. The the skill and the next part of it is how do you do a lead generation campaign with a small amount of people, right? Because lead generation on the algorithm side, the algorithm wants to find people that convert, right? So when you pick a lead generation um, objective, if you give a small audience to an algorithm, it's going to struggle, which is one of the reasons why in that first phase, we want to get as much data as possible because first we can take the engagers, as you said, Nathan, we can take the people that actually watched it. Okay. If they watch 50% or more of the video, that's a targeted person. All right. Well, then the question comes, if we've got, let's say we've got 2000 people in that audience, that's not enough, right? But it is enough for us to build a lookalike audience. So we can take that audience, blend it with a lookalike audience, and now we have an audience of decent size and start running a lead gen to that. And then we basically just repeat that down the funnel. Okay. So it it, it does mean that we're that we're getting people that are unqualified into the funnel, but it also means that we're getting enough data into the algorithm to satiate its needs. So by that explanation, explanation. Uh, some of the people that see the the conversion aspect will not necessarily be people that saw the first previous steps, but they are people that Facebook has determined right. fit in with the people that saw the first two previous steps. Right. Because and last I heard, and I don't have anything to back this up, but last I heard uh, maybe a year and a half ago, Facebook has about 250,000 data points on every person, right? And so if you give it um, 
if you give it more data, then it can find the people that you're looking for. Okay. And when they're on the platform. So yeah, you, you just go in and, and, uh, you give it as much as you can. It's, 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 again, they are walking a tightrope and so are we, we have to like, kind of, you know, we got to use the ingredients they give us a little bit. Nice. Okay. Thank you. I, I was uh, curious about that. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really good way to do it. Well, we're um, just about the, at the end of our time. So why don't you tell us about your podcast and any services you offer yeah. any um, other information? Yeah. So uh, I do have a podcast. It's called the Next Level Facebook Ads Podcast. We've been doing it almost as long as you guys have been doing yours. I think we're on episode 107, right around there or something like that. And uh, I do it with my friend, uh, Phil Graham. And, yep. it, it, and, and we come... So we're, we met when I lived in Seattle and we would have all these amazing conversations. And I was like, man, this is like the real stuff. It would be cool to share this. and. We we didn't I, I didn't want to start a podcast and neither did he but we're like I guess we'll start a podcast <laughs> and it's kind of grown like wildfire it's been really good so it's it's and it's fun it's something I really love to do I enjoy doing it um, but we just get on and we talk about stuff like we're talking about today you know um, and we don't we don't really sell much on it um, maybe we should but uh, we have a good time doing it and we really like to as you say, unveil the secrets of, uh, of Facebook to people that are trying to use it to, you know, for their business. And cool. anyway, yeah. And if, if people want to contact you, what's the best way to do it? Yeah. So, um, I guess there would be two things I'd say. One is if you want to learn more about Facebook ads and you want kind of just a, like a, a good understanding, a good base, um, Phil and I did create a free course that you can get. And if you just go to myelitegift.com, there's a free course there. You can grab that. Um, it walks you through again, the fundamentals and the basics. And, um, it's a good, it's a good way to kind of dip your toes in and start understanding how you might use Facebook ads for whatever business you're running. That would be interesting. And then the second thing, if you want to get a hold of me, I mean, you can look me up on Facebook would be one. And then the second was, it would be just go to my website, 25thwest.com. And it's the number two, five, not spelt out 25th. So 25thwest.com. Yeah. All right. Well, Sam, thank you so much. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. Until next time, make sure that you're checking out more episodes over at the copywriterspodcast.com. That's copywriterspodcast.com. And thanks again, Sam. And we will catch you later. See you later. Thanks, guys. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes so you never miss an episode. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.